Hey listeners, it's your very own points guy here, Brian Kelly. Welcome to the first of two very special episode drops. It's officially Cruise Week on Talking Points. Now, if you're a cruiser, aka someone who loves to travel on the high seas, or if you're even on the fence about it, you're going to want to pay very close attention this week. First, we've got news from Norwegian Cruise Line, and we have an exclusive with their CEO and President Andy Stewart. He's here to discuss the latest details on their climate initiatives and details on everything you need to know about their brand new cruise ship, the Norwegian Encore. And then on Friday, make sure you tune into the second edition of Cruise Week. We have another exclusive drop with the president and CEO of Carnival Corporation, Arnold Donald. We recorded live at the 2019 Skift Global Forum. Skift is the largest creative business forum in the global travel industry. So make sure you are subscribed to Talking Points and following along at thepointsguy.com to learn more about all the latest developments in the cruise industry and what that means for you. Now, let's set sail with Norwegian Cruise Lines on Talking Points Cruise Week. Andy Stewart, President and CEO of Norwegian, coming up right after this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, the points guy. And yes, I do mostly fly these days, but here's a little fact. I've been on a number of cruises in my life, and about half of them have been on Norwegian. I am a huge fan of their Haven product, a place to get away from it all. And they've been innovating a lot these days, especially in sustainability. Today, I'm very thankful to have as my guest, Andy Stewart, CEO and President of Norwegian Cruise Line. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great to be here. So you've been at Norwegian, I would like, almost as old as I am, not to like age us or anything, but uh, actually, no, you've been there for 31 years and I'm 36, so. Didn't need that. <laughs> we would like to start out much. on a light. Just <laughs> feeling you, old now, thank you. Did you always know that you wanted to be in the cruising business? No, absolutely not. I, I had no idea what cruising was all about when I met someone at a softball game, lent them a sweater, and a year later they called me up and offered me a job. This is so fascinating. So many leaders in the travel space, we get to talk to a lot of them at Talking Points, come and almost none of them wanted to do what they're doing today. So you, by chance, met someone. And was this at Norwegian or another competitor before that? No, I was working for Marriott Hotels, actually. I was in the hotel business. Yeah. Um, met this lady at a softball game. She was cold, lent her this sweater and wondered why I never got it back. And then she called me a year later and said there was this job at Norwegian Cruise Line. I thought cruising was something for old yeah. blue-haired ladies who were looking <laughs> for a second husband. I had no idea there was a modern cruise industry. Yep. So they taught me all about the modern cruise industry. I joined Norwegian, and as you say, 31 years later, I'm still here. How would you say running a cruise line is similar to hospitality? You know, it, you're like a floating hotel, but, you know... A we are. We're a, we're a pretty complex floating hotel. So there aren't many hotels that have more than 20 dining choices. There aren't many hotels that have racetracks and uh, virtual reality pavilions and full Broadway shows. And, and I could go on and on yeah. and on. We're a very complex operation. And then we've all got to do it in a very tight space. All of our employees live with us. 
They don't go home at night. Yeah. So there's a lot of complexity to the cruise industry that hotels don't face. I'm sure they have other complications, yeah. Yeah. but the cruise industry is unique in many ways. And that was my interpretation years ago when I first started cruising. But, you know, especially with Norwegian, you guys, you know, we've done a bunch of coverage on your ships in terms of for family travelers. I know our family travel division is really excited with the concepts that you've been coming out, not only on the go-kart racetracks, which I just saw your commercial about that. As someone who has a moderate fear of heights, I think that would freak me out a little bit. And there's no safety concerns with that, is there, I guess? I guess no, you've we've tested it. Thoroughly <laughs> tested, we've pretty thoroughly tested that. Have um, you yourself been on the go-kart? Oh, of the fantastic. New the new ship, actually, we go out 13 feet off the edge of the ship. So it's a pretty exciting experience. So on uh, November 2nd, Norwegian Encore set sail. This is your biggest to date. So what is it, 20 deck high you know, you've had go-karts before, but this is an even longer go-kart. Yeah, the track's longer. We've cantilevered it off the edge of the ship. It uh, has more turns, more opportunities of overtaking. It's a very, very exciting experience on top of the ship. It's 1,150 feet long, and I used to be a tour guide at the University of Pittsburgh, and we had this huge 42-story cathedral on campus, and that was 535 feet tall. So it's kind of wild for me to think about this cruise ship being longer than two of the Cathedral of Learnings in Pittsburgh put together. Do you have more bigger ships in the works? Is when Actually, the next class of ships slightly smaller. We have six more ships on order that start in 2022. We're calling that our Leonardo class. Gives us a little bit more flexibility we, where we take that next series of ships. And as I said, we have six of them delivering between 2022 and 2027. Uh, so we have uh, a lot of capacity coming, but it gives us a variety. We have a class of ship in the 2400 passenger range, a class in the 4000 range, and now a class in the 3300 range. So that gives us a lot of choice as we spread our fleet further afield across the globe. We have a lot of flexibility. And in terms of solo travelers, I know you guys have been kind of leading the pack there with the solo cabins. You've got the solo section of the ship and you're you know, we've looked in our research. I mean, those sell out sometimes months in advance. So Yeah, I mean, we, we try to appeal to a very broad audience. And you've talked about the family market. There's a very big couples market. We saw an opportunity in the solo traveler market. And this is having people who want to travel on their own feel very comfortable to do so. And so we have a number of rooms designed and priced for the solo traveler because the cruise industry always gets a bad rap. You charge twice for a, yep. a, a solo traveler. We don't. We have rooms designed and priced for solo travelers. And then we have a lounge that just the solo travelers share and someone can put up on board, hey, having dinner in the steakhouse tonight, if anyone wants to join me. It's a very comfortable way mm -hmm. for people to travel on their own. And there are more and more people who like to travel on their own. Do you hear so the we, success stories of people who get married from those cruises? Oh, you're all about hooking up. What's <laughs> <going> <laughs> uh, well, of course, there are there yeah. are those happy stories. Have, has anyone most, asked you to officiate? No, <laughs> not yet. No, I have uh, not been asked to officiate. But one day, maybe one day, one day. And uh, this episode's being recorded during the UN General Assembly week. You're here in New York for an important announcement. You know, we're just steps away from where the Climate Action Summit is happening. And across the travel space, every single travel leader has to be focused on sustainability, especially within cruising, which historically has not had the best reputation on sustainability, although you guys are doing a lot. So let's just talk about the big announcement to reduce plastic on board. Yeah, so at Norwegian, we've Sustainability, as you rightly say, is incredibly important for us. We've set our stall out to really be a leader in the area of sustainability. And some time ago, we established this goal to eliminate all single-use plastics across the entire ship. We started with plastic straws last year, and we then did a list of every other single-use plastic on the ship. And one of the most impactful is plastic water bottles. You walk around the ship, yeah. you see a lot of people with plastic water bottles. We're selling plastic water bottles. And we saw an opportunity to completely eliminate plastic water bottles. So as of January the 1st, 2020, we'll eliminate 
all plastic water bottles across our entire fleet. That will eliminate 6 million plastic water bottles uh, during a year. And so we're very excited about it. It's, and it's not easy to do. We yeah. went out looking for the right partner, and we were thrilled to find a company called Just, Just Goods, that produce this water, Just Water. And they have put a huge amount of energy into a container that is recyclable, renewable, and really changes the dynamic when it comes to plastic water bottles. So we're absolutely thrilled with this announcement. We think it's a huge step, but it's a step in the journey. This is not right. the end of the journey. It's one step, and we're going to continue to check off that list and work our way down and you know, hope just produce more products that help yeah. us do that. And, of course, there will be other companies as well that will help us on that journey. Not everything's possible yet. We want to lead this. We want to be way ahead of regulation. This is not about a company trying to meet and chase regulation. It's about a company trying to do the right thing. Employees are passionate about it. Guests are passionate about it. Shareholders are passionate about it. This is something that everyone who's associated with our company is passionate about this area, and we have to do more, and this is one step in that journey. You know, getting rid of the plastic straws, I know every time, I mean, even when I'm at Starbucks, people will be like, oh, I miss my plastic straws. And I can imagine on a cruise ship, right? It's your one vacation a year, you've got your Mai Tai, and you wanna have your plastic straw. Like, when you took them away, what did you see negative customer feedback? We certainly had some criticism. Yeah, we absolutely did. And we've all had that moment where the ice hits you on the nose, yeah. right? It's, 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 that's a moment we've all lived through, but it's worth it, yeah. right? It's, it's it's a, it's a moment. And, yep. you know, we offer paper straws on request, but we have to do this. This is a journey that businesses have to embark on. Otherwise, we are going to leave a footprint that is not a footprint we want to leave for our children and our children's children. So it's just a must do, not a nice to do. Not exactly. And in addition, just getting rid of plastic, I know there's a bunch of other pillars to your campaign. You know, sustainability is something we all talk about, but I, I love the concrete plans you're doing. I know with cruise ships like water conservation and management and sewage, as unsexy as it is to talk about, but it is, you know, with these humongous ships, something that's real that no, you're, I, you're tackling. You're right. We should talk about it. We should talk about emissions and the investment we're making in exhaust gas cleaning systems that essentially it's steam that comes out of the funnel. Uh, we've been able to purify it through the process and, and it's only steam that comes out of the funnel. We should talk about wastewater treatment plants that take the bad stuff and turn it into pure water. Yeah. And we should talk about what we're doing in recycling, minimizing everything that goes to a landfill. We should talk about all of those things because they're all critically important. I hope one day you and I are on a ship together and I'll take you to the garbage room. Mm -hmm. Not something I'd ever thought I'd say to somebody, but, but it's important. And, and we're proud of what we do. We're proud of what we do around the ship to make sure that we're separating glass from plastics, from food waste, uh, and doing the best we possibly can with each of those items to make sure we minimize the footprint that we leave behind us. Right. I know a lot of airlines are uh, testing around with biofuels and alternate fuel. I know the cruise ship is a much different beast. Is there, a, in the near future, engines that are more electric or... Is there at least testing in that space that's proving there to are, be there are optimistic? Many, there are many things that we're looking at as we look out into the future. It is a complex area for the scale of these ships. And as of now, we're still using uh, fossil fuels on the existing ships we have, but we're putting tremendous energy, as I say, into putting systems on board the ships that take the, uh, what would be uh, emissions from that fuel and turn it into steam. Those are the exhaust gas cleaning systems that we've been putting across our fleet, and they're extremely effective. I will put us up against anything that's going on on land. I'm really proud to say that. 
Hurricane Dorian wreaked havoc in the Bahamas. I know you have a private island there. How are things on uh, the island? Yeah, it's very it's very sad to see what happened in the northern Bahamas, the, the Grand Bahama Island and the Abacos. And we have a huge effort. The first thing we did was send a ship out full of supplies. We have a partnership with a, a nonprofit called All Hands and Hearts who are on the ground clearing up and starting to rebuild. And, and they helped us after Hurricane Maria rebuild schools in St. Thomas. They're now doing that in partnership with us in the Bahamas. So we're really proud of that effort and we're doing everything we can to accelerate the return of the Grand Bahama Island as an opportunity for tourism because tourism will regenerate these destinations if we can start to bring tourism Absolutely, back. just like we're seeing in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's having a banner year and you know, even though in the wake of a disaster, people don't realize tourism is an act of good and actually visiting and obviously supporting companies that are conscious and giving back in the areas they do business. So thank you for that. Arguably, cruisers are the most loyal type of travelers in a certain way. Yet, interestingly, the, the loyalty programs at cruises, eh, from my perspective, um, how would you convince me otherwise? And, and as being on a cruise ship a handful, you know, less than 10 times, I get the experience. But what is your, your focus with your loyalty program? Yeah, I mean, clearly we want to recognize loyalty. Our challenge versus the airlines is we don't, you know, I fly once a week. So that card is top yeah. of mind for me all the time. And uh, I live in a Miami hub. So I can guess the carrier you, you fly can guess most. the carrier, right? <laughs> so you know I'm locked into American and, then, and they do a great job for me. And it's always top of mind. Now cruising on average, people cruise every two years. Yeah. So it's harder to have that real top of mind loyalty. But the program is really designed to bring people back. People, once they're in these programs, mm -hmm. they're very locked in. It takes a couple to get people really yeah. locked in. But we have tremendous programs for them from priority embarkation to lots of goodies on board mm -hmm. that enhance the experience. Why Frequency do you think people choose Norwegian over the other big ones out there, especially, you know, the, your biggest competitor has over, you know, 100 ships now with different, you know, a bunch of different brands. Why do you think people are loyal to Norwegian? You know, I, I hope it's a little bit of everything. I hope it's the freedom and flexibility that's the heart of everything we do, the, the choices that we bring to our guests, that they have the opportunity to really enjoy the cruise on their own schedule. The, the dining experience is very much like coming to New York or Vegas or another big city. We don't really send people to a big restaurant. We say, do you fancy steak tonight or French or Italian or teppanyaki or sushi or whatever it happens to be, exactly as you would do if you were visiting New York. If you go to a show, it's just like going to Broadway. Yeah. It's exactly well, the same I actually, show. Kinky Boots, I think I've seen it three times. I used to always, I've taken clients and family. I mean, it is such a fun show. What is the Kinky Boots you have on board? I mean, because most cabaret shows are shortened down versions. Like It's almost a full production wow. show. It's slightly shorter. That is one fun, uh, I mean, that's hysterical, feel good. I mean, yeah, you what a good choice. You come out of that show just feeling great. Yeah. Uh, you want to hug somebody. Yeah, um, <laughs> literally. Right? I remember that's like how you want, that's dancing how you down the aisle as you're leaving. <laughs> you're like, oh, life is good. That's yeah. exactly right. So, you know, entertain entertainment we want we want to if it's not good enough for broadway we don't want to do it and it used to be that cruising everything was sort of not quite as good and we've got to be as good as the best restaurants in new york we've got to be as good as the best shows on broadway our virtual reality has got to be as good as anything that's going on in any of the theme parks around the world the racetrack has to be better than a racetrack that you would go to in your local town and so on and so on and so forth because it used to be that those things were only happening in big cities, but mm -hmm. now great dining is coming to small towns across America where there's huge pressure on us to do better and better and better. And that is our focus. If it's not better than, as good or better than the best on land, we don't want to do it. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. More of my conversation with Norwegian Cruise Line CEO right after this. Be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to episode one of Cruise Week on Talking Points. Let's jump back into it with Andy Stewart, president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines. For someone who's never cruised, I mean, it is a great value when you think about, you know, it can be as cheap as $100 a night, which is kind of crazy when you think about all that you get. In terms of all these activities and your investments in the shows, like what's included in a cruise and then what are, what are the actual plus ups once you get on board? So if you want to get on a ship and spend nothing at all, you can do that. You can dine for the week. You can drink for the week. You can go see a Broadway show. You can obviously enjoy the pool, enjoy all the destinations. Are the go-karts extra? The go-karts are extra, yeah. yeah. So if you want to do that, you can. You can yeah. enjoy a week. Just pay the ticket price, and, and you can enjoy your week. And there are a lot of people who don't even get off at the ports, right? There, there are. There are a lot, And there are, you know, there are some people who enjoy everything that's complimentary on the ship. Mm -hmm. There are lots of choices beyond that. You want to go have a massage? That's a choice. If you want to eat in one of the specialty steakhouses or French restaurants, that's another option. The racetrack's an option. So there are loads of choices. But if you don't want to do any of that, you don't have to. And all of that you can check online. By boat, you can see the activities, and it's pretty easy to figure exactly. out. Exactly. On ncl.com, yeah. you can really see all of the options that are available. You can look by ship. You can look at the destinations, see all the shore excursions that are available. You know, guests can really pick and choose the things that are important to them. Technology, how is that changing the face of the cruising experience? I know in the past I've been annoyed with embarking and disembarking Especially, I'm always late. <laughs> so, but like using biometrics to board quicker, like what are some of the ways that technology is shaping the? the There's a lot coming. We're using, uh, we're testing with Customs and Border Patrol facial recognition uh, as a part of the experience in Miami, and that's going to start rolling out across other ports in the U.S. Our booked guest experience on NCL.com could go online, and they can really do almost everything that will expedite embarkation. It will you know, have them pick and choose through the things they know they want to do on board so they can have that all done before they get there. We have an app that creates the pre-cruise experience and then that connects to the onboard experience, one journey, mm. so that that carries you all the way through. So, so technology really is enabling. We don't. The one thing we're, we're wanting to avoid is everyone having to stare at their phone. Yeah, I don't know if it's for restaurant reservations. That's the one thing that's always stressful when you get on the cruise and you're calling, like making even spa and restaurant reservations were always stressful points to me. Which can like, all be pre-done. Now, if you want oh, to, yeah. we don't want to force everyone to yeah. do that. So we have some inventory for pre-booking, some on board the ship. It's never 100% perfect, but we do try to give everyone the choice to do things the way they like to do it. Some people are planners, right? They want to plan every moment of every day. Other people are spur of the moment. Hey, I want to do this, that, and the other. And so we, we balance inventory to allow, to meet the needs of both those groups. I know a lot of people, you know, in the U.S. think cruising, Caribbean. What are some of the trends and non-Caribbean routes that you guys have seen success with or that you would recommend someone doing that's so, a completely different experience? Uh, there's, so many, there's so many options. We're expanding in Europe. And Greek Isles is really hot at the moment in terms of popularity versus temperature. It's very, very popular. And we have a couple of Greek Isles cruises, one out of Venice, one out of Rome, that uh, 
take guests into the heart of the Greek Isles, which is tremendously popular. We're launching a ship into Asia year-round for the first time. So we're going to do a series of cruises between um, Singapore and Hong Kong, and then we're going to go up to China, and then we're going to do some cruises around Japan. So we think that's going to be extremely popular. Alaska is obviously a tremendously popular yeah. destination. We're putting a longer cruise into Alaska, a 10-day cruise. So there's just a little bit more time in a wider variety of ports in Alaska, which we think is going to be very popular. I've never been to Alaska. And everyone says, if you're going to do it, you got to do it by cruise. Why is Alaska by cruise the way to do it? Like, what are some... Because it's just so majestic. The destination is so beautiful. I, honestly, I never wanted to go. I'm a warm temperature. I mean, like sunshine. I was born in England. You're, I yeah, you're in, a Brit. Right? I lived in drizzle for 30 years. <laughs> that sort of drizzle that you live with. So I'm, I'm sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. I never wanted to go to Alaska. I was dragged there. We did an extended family parents, grandparents, grandkids, and it, it's the best trip we've ever done. It's the most beautiful place. The excursions are incredible. The helicopter up to the glacier, the whale watching. You, you get in touch with nature. You go into Glacier Bay and you just see this majestic glaciers. It's really go. You have to go. I'm sold. What, uh, <laughs> what's, the, what's the best time to do the Alaska cruises? Like you know, we do it between season? May and September. Yeah. That's, the, that's the season. We went first week of August and we were blessed. We had we were beautiful sunshine for seven days and it was just, it was, it was gorgeous. The family want to do it again. I, you know, I was like, no, it's a bucket list trip. You'll never do it again. Everybody wants to go back and do it again. For someone listening who's, you know, thinking throughout the podcast, I may want to actually go on a cruise now. Why should they choose Norwegian? I'll, I'll leave it as an open-ended you know, I, I, as I've tried to touch on, our goal is to really deliver the highest quality across everything we do. Huge amount of freedom and flexibility and choice with the very highest quality of dining, of entertainment, of activities, of shore excursions. We are going to deliver experience that our guests want to come back again and again and again and again. Well, I've got 11 nieces and nephews, and I'm just thinking right now how amazing an Alaska cruise would be. So time for family summer reunion. 2020. Here we come. Andy Stewart, right. thank you so much for joining us and congratulations and kudos on the efforts you have on sustainability. Your leadership there is noteworthy and uh, appreciate everything you're doing. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Many thanks to Andy Stewart, president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines, for taking the time out of his busy schedule to share this super exciting news. Make sure you check out all the details on thepointsguide.com for cruise info and what that means for you looking for a cruise. And stay tuned on Friday. We have another special double drop this week, an exclusive interview with the CEO of Carnival Corporation, Arnold Donald. Special thanks to the James Nomad Hotel and their team on the ground for hosting us in their beautiful library and to Andy's team at Norwegian Cruise Lines. And to my own TPG crew, Christy Matsui, Scott Meyerowitz, and Nat Rowe. Our music is by Breakmaster Cylinder, and this episode was produced by the fabulous Margaret Kelly and Caroline Chagrin. I'm Brian Kelly. Safe travels. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.